Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, presented by Nidal Ayyubi. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Welcome back to our series, my dear brothers and sisters, on Al-Adab Al-Ashra, the ten mannerisms or the ten manners or characteristics or etiquettes. And under each one we've been discussing many manners to do with each point. And this book is for Sheikh Saleh Al-Usaymi, Hafizahullah. And today, insha'Allah ta'ala, we will finish this small book when we continue from point or characteristic or mannerism number eight. In the last lesson, we spoke about the sixth and seventh point. And they were to do with the manners of sneezing and the manners of yawning. So just quickly, the Sheikh said regarding the sixth point, as if you sneeze, cover your face with your hands or your garment or your sleeve. And say, Alhamdulillah. If someone says to you, Yarhamukallah, may Allah have mercy upon you, reply to them with, May Allah guide you and rectify your affairs. And we discussed that in the previous class. And we also discussed the seventh point, Suppress your yawn as much as you can. Cover your mouth with your hand and do not say, ah, ah, the yawning sound. You know the extension, the extended sound effects. They do the big stretch. Today, alhamdulillah, we will begin from the eighth point. Al-thaminu, إِذَا انْتَهَيْتَ إِلَى مَجْلِسٍ فَسَلِّمْ وَاجْلِسْ حَيْثُ يَنْتَهِي الْمَجْلِسِ وَلَا تَجْلِسْ بَيْنَ الشَّمْسِ وَالظِّلِّ وَلَا تُفَرِّقْ بَيْنَ إِثْنَيْنِ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِهِمَا وَلَا تُقِمْ أَحَدًا مِنْ مَجْلِسِهِ وَافْصَحْ لِمَنْ دَخَلَ وَاذْكُرِ اللَّهَ فِيهِ وأقله كفارته فتقول سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك. This is the eighth point, and this has to do with the manners of gatherings. If you come to a gathering, then give salam to its people and sit where the gathering ends, meaning close to one another. Do not sit in an area between the sun and the shade. Do not sit in between two people without their permission. Do not make anyone get up from their place so that you may sit. Make space for new people entering and remember Allah in the gathering. The least of which is asking for expiation or atonement by saying, Oh Allah, you are free from every imperfection. All praise be to you. I testify there is no true God worthy of worship except for you. I ask for your forgiveness and I turn to you in repentance. So this is Adabul Majlis, the manners of gatherings. And there is eight issues. Let's go through each one of them bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. The first issue, If you come to a gathering, then give salam to its people. You enter a gathering, wherever it may be, give salam. Say, assalamu alaikum. That's the first point. And we spoke about the adab of giving salam a few classes ago. So there's no need to go over it again. And the best form of greetings is the Islamic greeting, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That's the best greeting. The second issue, Wajlis haythu yantahi al-majlis. And sit 
where the gathering ends. What does this mean? And sit where the gathering ends. I walk through the door. How can I sit where the majlis, where the gathering ends? The Arab, how do they used to sit right next to each other? Okay, let's use our gathering as an example. Over here, you're all sitting here. Everyone is sitting here. Everyone that comes in the masjid sits right next to us. Sits here all close to each other. There's no one sitting right, left, at the back, in the middle. There's none of that. That's how the Arab would sit. So this is a sunnah for when everyone is sitting close to each other. You sit where it ends. But if everyone is sitting as it is most commonly today, one guy over here, one guy at the back, one guy on the left, you can't really implement that, can you? So this is only implemented when what? When we sit all together. So if we were all sitting next to each other right over here, every single one of us, any brother that walks in, wherever the gathering ends, that's where we sit. That's the sunnah. The third point, وَلَا تَجْلِسْ بَيْنَ الشَّمْسِ وَالْذِلْ do not sit between the sun and the shade because the Prophet ﷺ prohibited it. وَالْمَسْأَلَةُ الرَّابِعَةُ The fourth issue وَلَا تُفَرِّقْ بَيْنَ اثْنَيْنِ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِهِمَا Do not sit in between two people without their permission. Two brothers are sitting next to each other. You don't just come and barge and sit right in the middle except with their permission. This is not allowed. What about if there's a gathering, there's many chairs and one brother sitting here and another brother sitting here but there's two chairs in between them. Do you need to ask for permission there? No. Only when they're sitting right next to each other, you don't come and barge in and sit in between them, except if you ask their permission. Do not tell anyone to get up from their place so that you may sit. Do not tell anyone to get up from where they are sitting. The sixth point, and make room for whoever enters make room for whoever enters who knows the ayah what does allah say in surah al-mujadala ayah number 11 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu idha qila lakum tafassahu fil majalisi fafsahu yafsahillahu lakum beautiful ayah oh you who believe oh believers when you are told to make room in your gatherings then do so allah will make room for you in his grace Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make room for the one who makes room for others. So what does this making room mean? If you make room, Allah will make room for you. What would Allah do for you? What would Allah give you by his favor and grace as we mentioned? He will make this gathering pleasantful, beautiful, tranquil and peaceful. So the gathering will feel a, a gathering of peace and ease and tranquility and mercy. Secondly, you yourself, personally, internally, you will achieve this ease and peace if you do this for others. And remember Allah in these gatherings. Whatever gathering it is, remember Allah in them. So what is remembering Allah? What does that mean? What does it mean to remember Allah? Remembering Allah is by being aware and conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Within one's heart or upon one's tongue. You can remember Allah internally in your heart. To be conscious of him and the like. And also upon your tongue by remembering him subhanahu wa ta'ala. By words of dhikr and the like. And that's why my dear brothers and sisters, we should make use of our gatherings. Try that whatever gathering you go to is a gathering of good. Where you benefit. And the least you can do. The least you can do is what? كَفَّارَتُهُ فتقول سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ أَلَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتْ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ The least of which is asking for the expiation. And this, as we said, is called كَفَّارَةُ الْمَجْلِسِ The statement 
of atonement for the majlis you were in. The least we can say is this kafaratul majlis, which means, O oh Allah, you are free from every imperfection. All praise be to you. I testify there is no true God worthy of worship except for you. I ask for your forgiveness and I turn to you in repentance. Now, why would it be called this kafaratul majlis? Why would we need to seek forgiveness after finishing our gatherings? Everyone should know this. Generally, when you sit in a gathering, what happens? Most gatherings on this earth, is it gatherings of good and remembrance and Quran and Sunnah or gatherings of the opposite? And this is the least you can do. To seek atonement that Allah may forgive you your sins through this statement. And subhanAllah, the sharia is perfect. It knows that generally this is what's going to happen in the gatherings or the sittings, where you're hanging out, where you're having dinner, whatever it may be, it's general. But does that mean you only say this kafaratul majlis in gatherings of, of bad or where you didn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What about in a gathering where you remembered Allah and that's all you did? There was a gathering of, of Quran and Sunnah. You don't say it? No, you do say it. You do say it. Why? Because it's a seal of goodness to the gathering. Okay, so it's for both. Whether the gathering, Allah wasn't remembered much or a mixture of good and bad or a gathering which was pure goodness. Remembering Allah and His Messenger or an Islamic lesson or whatever it may be. So this, this thinking that some people have that it's only for gatherings which no goodness was mentioned in them or gatherings of evil or backbiting and that, it's the misconception. It's for all gatherings. That's the eighth issue. That's the eighth mannerism we discuss. We'll move on to the ninth and it's a lot shorter. At-Tasi'u tariq haqqahu faghudda basarak wa al adha the ninth mannerism here is giving the pathway or the road its right when you embark on it by one, lowering your gaze, two, not causing any harm, three, returning the salam if when you are greeted with it, four, enjoining the good, and five, forbidding the evil. The first one, al-mas'alatul ula, and there's five issues here as we mentioned. Al-mas'alatul ula, a'ti tariq haqqahu. Give the road or its pathway its right. How can we give the roadway its right? Roads or paths that people travel on, for example, or where they sit or they gather. How can we give it its right? So in anything that is giving the road its right, Islamically, or according to the custom or the traditions or the rules of the people, as long as it doesn't go against Islam. So do, do modern day road rules fall under this? Giving the road its right? It can. Council has rules. Governments may have rules. It can fall under this. Especially where Islam emphasizes certain things. And we know in Islam there's a great principle. لا ضرار ولا ضرار. No harm, no causing of harm, and no reciprocating of harm. Do not be a cause of harm. I'll give you an example. How many times do we see people blocking the footpath? What's the footpath for? It's pretty self-explanatory for most. To walk on, huh? Okay, to walk on. What happens if you block the footpath? Where do people have to walk? The road is for who? So imagine now you block the road and one of the elders has to walk on the road and a car comes and takes him out. So the road needs its right. You've got to give the road its right. You shouldn't force anyone to go on the road when there's no need to. So we have to give the road its right in any way that is befitting according to Islam or the, the, the common customs, rules and traditions of the people. Okay, that's the first thing. Giving the road its right. You have to give it its right. وَالْمَسْأَلَةُ الثَّانِيَةِ فَغُدَّ بَصَرَكِ Lower your gaze. Lower your gaze. Wherever you may be, whether you're walking, whether you're sitting, you should lower your gaze. 
And one of the biggest diseases of our time is just looking at anything and everything and not caring. And this directly affects the heart. Your eyes affect your heart. So if you watch anything on TV, if you sit anywhere, you sit you know, in the shopping centers, whenever time you're there, it's just a lot of people walking and a lot of people dressed inappropriately. You think your heart's going to be nice at the end of the day? It's going to affect you. You're going to see that which you shouldn't see. You know, there's some reports from the Salihin that they wouldn't look unnecessarily at anything. Just as like they wouldn't talk unnecessarily. They took the, the vision the same as talking unnecessarily. So just as you should not talk, as we mentioned in previous, the previous classes, un talk unnecessarily, likewise you should not let your gaze just roam randomly. And as we know, looking at the opposite gender is after the first accidental look, the second look staring is haram. And this is a big problem today for the people. For all of us, collectively, lowering the gaze. And wallahi, if you lower the gaze, you see your iman increase compared to when you just look at everything and anything. And then apply this rule of lowering the gaze, not only to the roadways, wherever you may be, to what you're watching on your phones and the like. So lower your gaze. The third issue is waqufful adha. Waqufful adha and do not harm others. Do not cause harm in any way, shape or form to others. So anything that causes harm to a believer, putting something on the road, for example, then this, should, this harm should be removed. As Muslims, we do not cause any harm or spread harm, as we mentioned previously. And the fourth issue, And return the salam, return the greetings of peace. As we previously mentioned, what's the ruling regarding returning the salam? Wajib. If someone says, Assalamu alaikum, you should at least reply with, Alaikum assalam. And what is better? Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That's the most complete return. And we spoke about the salam previously. Wal-mas'alatul khamisa wa'mur bil-ma'roof wanha anil munkar. Enjoy the good and forbid the evil. Enjoy the good and forbid the evil. So when you're on the roadway, wherever you may be, wherever gathering you may be at, this is what you should do as a Muslim. Enjoy the good. Be someone who practices good and spreads good and encourages good wherever you may be. And prohibit and forbid the evil. Sometimes, my dear brothers, it can be by you just getting up and walking off. If you're sitting in a gathering and you know you can't change that gathering, people are just talking garbage, watching garbage. And you know that if you say something to them, it may cause more drama, more trouble. Just get up and walk out. That may have an effect. But what the Prophet ﷺ said, firstly, what you do if you see an evil is what? Whoever sees an evil, munkar, all types of evil, Change it with your hand. By taking action, and this is when you have the authority, then if he cannot, by taking action physically, in other words, then he can speak out against it. What should he do if he's not able to even do that? In his heart, he should hate this thing. And if you hate something within your heart, you don't just sit there. You get up and walk off. You get up and walk off. So let's summarize this. The rights of the road that we mentioned are five. Firstly, basar, lower your gaze. Number two, other, not causing harm or spreading harm. Number three, salam, giving salam, returning salam, sorry. Number four, al-amru bil-ma'roof, enjoining the good. Number five, al-nahi al-munkar, forbidding the evil. And all this is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam. And the last point, and we'll finish with the last mannerism, is al-'ashiru ilbis al-jamil min al-thiyab wa afdaluha al-abyad wa la yujawiz ka'baka wa ka'bayka suflan wa abda' bi yaminika 
لبسا وبشمالك خلعا تمت بحمد الله The tenth and final point Wear the most beautiful of your garments or clothes The best of which is white And do not let it fall below your ankles Begin dressing with your right side And removing with your left side So this is Adabul Libas The manners and etiquettes of dress and clothing And it has five masail Five points First one Wear your most beautiful clothing, the best of your clothing. Now, thiyab, what's thiyab mean? Clothes, dress, garments. Is thiyab, is it plural? Is it jama' or is it mufrad, singular? Thiyabu is one garment or thiyabu is plural? Plural. So which brings the question, what's the singular? What's the mufrad of a thiyab? Thawb, everyone agree? Thawb is a singular, a thiyabu is the jama'. So it's basically a word for all that which is worn, uh, that covers your body, like al-qamis for example, or al-imama. Uh, everything that is worn can be called thawban, can be called thawban. Does anyone know why it's called thawb? Anyone know why it's called thawb, like in the Arabic language? It's called thawb لِأَنَّهُ يُثَابُ إِلَيْهِ أي يُرْجَعُ إِلَيْهِ فَيُلْبَسُ مَرَّةً بَعْدَ مَرَّةً It's called thawb because it's something that is returned to. You wear it one time, then you wear it another time. So you constantly go back to it. You know, you wear a jacket, you might take it off for a week, then go back and wear it again. You wear this thawb, throw it in the wash, you come back and wear it again. Now here we're instructed to wear beautiful garments or clothing. So how do we know what's beautiful or not? What's al-jamilu min al-thiyabi? What's that which is beautiful from our clothing or garments? So what is the definition of beautiful clothing? How do we know it? The definition of what is beautiful and jameel from our clothes is al-mustahsanu shar'an aw urfan. It's that which is acceptable and pleasant and agreeable in Islam and Urfan, the customs and traditions of the people. This brings up the issue that it may change from place to place. So some type of clothing in one part of the world is acceptable and agreeable. And another part of the world, it may be rude and unacceptable and not, and not to be worn. And these are both acceptable in Islam. Is that understood? So Sharia is first. Then the Urf. So if there's clothing which... Goes against your customs, against your traditions, and doesn't, it's not necessarily in, in, in conflict with Islam, and doesn't, doesn't go against Islam, but it goes against your custom, then the custom can take ruling here. So certain types of clothing, it may be not pleasant to wear or agreeable to wear or rejected in some societies, but not in others. Okay, like for example, we see the short sleeve abayas here. People wear them. Huh? We all wear them, huh? But in some Middle Eastern countries, that's like a pajama. They don't wear it out. They don't wear it to formal gatherings. They'll laugh at you if you do. And it also may be differ to certain standards of people, like people of high status or mashayikh and ulama scholars. That you rarely ever see him with the head uncovered. They always cover their head. Well, the general person may not necessarily cover his head. So it may change from time to time what is acceptable and not acceptable. Okay. The second point: The best of it is the white clothing, the white garment. Because the Prophet ﷺ recommended us to wear the white, to wear the white. And the third point, And do not let your garment fall below your ankles. For the male, his garment should be above his ankles as the Prophet ﷺ has advised us. The second last point, وَابْدَأْ بِيَمِينِكَ لُبْسًا And the fifth point, وَبِشِمَالِكَ خَلْعًا And take off first with your left. 
begin dressing with the right side and removing with the left side. So here, if you're going to dress, start dressing right side first. Now this is only when what? When the garment has a right side and left side. Now this applies when there is a right side and there is a left side. You start with your right when you put on your clothes and when you're taking off your clothes, you start with your left. And with that, it is completed and all praise is due to Allah. And whenever you finish something good such as a, a book, then you should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is a blessing. And a reminder, my dear brothers and sisters, that manners, really it's an extension of your iman. You have good iman, good belief, then manners shows that. If you have lacking manners, then it's an indication of that your man is lacking. That's why, especially as students of knowledge, especially as serious Muslims, we should make it of one of the most important matters in our lives is to perfect our manners. To strive to perfect our manners according to Islam. By speaking good, only looking at that which is pleasant and avoiding all the haram. So to finish off and conclude, in this gathering, alhamdulillah, we took the manners of greetings. We took the manners of entering upon someone or visiting someone. We also took the manners of eating and drinking. We took the manners of speaking. We took the manners of going to sleep at night. We took the manners and etiquettes of sneezing and yawning and also the manners of the gatherings and also the manners of the pathway and the roadways. And we finished off with the manners of dress and garments. Now, as we know, we didn't cover everything and that wasn't the aim of, the, of, of this series. It was just to get a brief overview of manners and etiquettes and morals in Islam. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, grab onto these manners, practice them and you'll be rewarded and it will beautify you. We ask Allah to beautify us with the best of manners. Wallahu a'lam. Barakallahu feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.